You're listening to Barely on Topic with VA. When I think of a slap shot, I think of defenseman. It's like the only shot. I, this is what I got. Let's do it. Nick. Here comes the bagel boy himself. Anthony. Joe Sackman Sacco. Jeff. Then I moved to Canada. And Tim. Probably not. Welcome to Barely in Topic for yet another week of scintillating Bruins contract talk. Yay, Yay. Oh, there's nothing happening. And it's too bad that last week's episode didn't work out, but we were very rusty and filled with demons, apparently. Well, not not me, because I'm sweetness and light. So we're back. We're trying it again. This week we've got Chef, Anthony, and Tim. We lost Hi. Hi. Apparently I'm very rusty, because one moment to say hello, I have stuff in my throat. Awesome. Yeah, so it's August, which means that nothing is happening. Nothing really Bruins-related. We're waiting just... Until training camp starts up, and we're waiting on one final contract, which we'll talk about later. Gosh, where to start? So much stuff to talk about. Well, wait a minute. Before we go into Ryan Spooner, which Jeff is ready to dive into that Spooner pool. It's a shallow one. I'm wearing a helmet. Um. (laughs) Please do not be wearing Speedos, because I, I just don't want to think about that. Nobody wears Speedos. No idea. Yeah, before we do that, I want to talk about a research project that I I did. I'm going to talk about it again, Jeff, because I spent a lot of time working on it. And I just wanted to say the Bruins do not lead in back-to-backs for the upcoming season. You ready to hear the list from most to fewest? Yeah. You can take guesses, because I don't think anybody remembers. And this is all new to Anthony. I blocked out during most of this last time, so carry on. The Penguins have the most. You were right. The Penguins do. So do the Senators. I thought it was an interesting subject, Jeff. Bruins are with six other teams in the middle, right? Smack dab in the middle, who have 14 back-to-backs. And the team that has the fewest is the Winnipeg Jets. There is a bit of a bottleneck at, with uh, 11, with there like a bunch of teams that have that. So What I wonder is, with the 92-game season, is there really any good reason for anyone to have back-to-backs? I don't really think there is. Well, they stupidly compress the season for reasons. Well, it'd be, you know, like, I mean, I would just as soon do three games, in, you know, three games in five days is pretty, four, and four or five days is a pretty common occurrence. Alternating days, you could do it. You know, it's fine. Schedule more games than you usually do on Fridays, um, NHL. I know you like stuffing everything possible into Thursdays and, and Saturdays. I get it. But this is avoidable. How avoidable is it with many, te- many teams sharing a stadium with their NBA counterparts, though? Fuck shooty hoops. No one cares about that. No one that matters anyway. So, like, not the millions of people that watch it more than hockey. No, none of them count. <laughs> I mean, I kind of care about shooty hoops this year. Not gonna lie. That, that was an amazingly cavalier and stupid <laughs> comment that you made. <laughs> we don't. Was that also a pun? What? Oh. oh no, I wasn't even trying for that. I was just saying. <laughs> no, I. I honestly, there's only one sport that I'm less likely to know the team names than basketball, and that's baseball. I, I don't know. I don't know half of them. Yeah, I mean, it could be the scheduling of, of the two different things I, together. I mean, the team know. plays half their games away. I think this, 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 there has to be a way to make this work better. I'm sorry. You know, I applaud the TD Garden, you know, uh, grounds, the the floor crew. The full crew is what they call it, yeah. Yeah, whatever they are. Those people who do all that work, they're so good at it. I, I appreciate that they can, you know, tear it down and put it up and all that stuff very quickly, but I don't even like it when they have, like, two games in a day. I mean, it's all about making money, bottom line, and that's why they have it condensed so they can fit more events in the arena, and that's just it. That's that's it. I'm, that's That's it. <laughs> No, no, you're absolutely right. I just thought it was funny because I'm like, I wanted to say, Timmy with an MBA telling us how it breaks down. (laughs) Give us the business report. I actually did do a case study on scheduling with the arenas and stuff, but... Oh, yeah, you're especially sports business too, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) And you you sat on this? I took a... I had to take a... um, It was a sport arena management course um, in undergrad, and... Yeah, it's it's all about condensing it. Arenas know how quickly their crew can switch over everything, like to the to the minute, and they will schedule it to the minute everything back to back that they have to to get the most money 
I mean, they will. It, they they know this stuff backwards and forwards, and they have people that study it to get the most bang for their buck. I, I recall something a few years ago when the Kings were in the playoffs. They and the Clippers were in the playoff, deep in the playoffs the same season, and there was like four games and two days between them, and they alternated. And there was a concert in there somewhere, too. Concert so a big, you know, big points to the Staples Center crew is what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> and it could have even gotten worse if the Lakers had been in the playoffs because the Lakers play there too. So if you had the Lakers, Clippers, and Kings all in the playoffs, yeah. how does an arena possibly support three teams like logistically? That seems insane. Like one of them should play at the Honda Center. Sure, it's Anaheim, but like you know, it's only the Ducks playing there, so it's not like it's, it's going to be that booked compared to Staples Center. Like, how is there ever any other event there? If there's three teams that have it at home. Yeah, they honestly that it's still kind of uh, it's still kind of boggles my mind how they do that in in LA having so many teams there. I mean, it's hard it's hard enough having like hockey and basketball in the same arena, let alone two basketball and hockey. Yeah, because you still got to change the court and stuff from one game to the other too, because uh, you know logos sure. and all that, right? Yeah, and they have different. They have to make sure like the banners are more prominent, different things like that. Although the Clippers don't really have to actually work about banners much because they really don't have any but womp womp <laughs> timmy i i just can't believe that you've sat on this stuff i mean you I'm, probably give us dribs and drabs every once in a while but really you should just have your own minute where you just talk about that stuff i mean i figured you guys would think it was boring and i don't know that people necessarily want to listen to it have you actually listened to us <laughs> yes i have we talk an awful lot about sports business related things um that's what the cap is top to bottom um, it's what it's it's what makes us very special is that we're not like all the other Bruins podcasts. That's all. So we can talk about this stuff. I just want to tell you something because it, it will interest you doubly, Tim, and probably you, Jeff, to some extent. I went to purchase tickets for the Golden Knights this week, Bruins at Golden Knights, and predictably, they have a website that's a it's a smaller website than Ticketmaster will say, and it's a little more local to their events, I guess. If you did not snatch up the exact tickets that you got first thing, because they ha- they had a nice little timer going, whatever. If you didn't t- snatch up the first ones, you were never going to get back in, okay? The very first tickets that we got were going to run us in the lower bowl. They were going to run us about $1,500. together these are not resale this is honest to goodness just straight up retail jesus fuck um and if you look at their guide their glossy little guide it will tell you like yeah these seats are expensive they run about 650 we were in the high part of that section 650 to i think it was like 2500 right at the glass oh my gosh can and this is retail this is not resale Retail with a T. Twenty five hundred. That's like range cost for a single seat season tickets. Most buildings. <laughs> Not for a single game. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> that was a single game, and so we said, you know what? I don't think I really want to pay fifteen hundred dollars to go see a shitty team play against our team. We did get tickets in the next level up. Usually I like to be in the lower bowl and most places you can get tickets in the lower bowl for a decent amount. Cheaper than in Boston, we'll say, right? No, you couldn't do that here. So we went up. I wanted to say we're on the 50 yard line, <laughs> but we're in the 200 section. Yeah, we're in like center um, section. So we're looking at it perpendicularly. You can see both sides equally and all that. So, And we paid less money, but probably more money than we, we would like to. It was actually pretty comparable and these were resale this was actually comparable to going to the garden um they were more expensive than going to the garden for resale in that section so i was like ugh, all right whatever i can't believe what the actual secondary market for those 2500 hundred dollar tickets would be when i worked for the when i worked for a ticket broker basically general rule of thumb is we marked the tickets up about 20 percent initially to try to sell them and 20 percent on those oh my gosh you either really have to love hockey really have money to burn or maybe you're getting comp them because you're a high roller or something it's probably it's that last one yeah, I mean, the bots were snatching up those tickets really quickly. I, I doubt that most, like, average Joes could get in there and, and get tickets easily. Once I, I rejected the $1,300 plus, you you know, their fees and stuff like that. So I was like, once I rejected those, it was impossible to get back in. So 
That's okay. We got tickets. We didn't spend nearly that much money. We're going to go. So it's exciting. Who are they playing when you when you see them? The Bruins. Oh, oh just Bruins in there. They're okay. I couldn't remember. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure we've had this conversation. I'm sure we've had this conversation before, Jeff. <laughs> I worked like an entire extra week of overtime this week, so I'm a little out of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> This year, we're going on hockey vacation when the Bruins go out west. So we're actually going to see the Bruins play against other teams. This is unusual for us. So I can understand why you would be like, well, who is going? And we we have the uh, Colorado tickets, too. And they were very easy to get. <laughs> It's I mean, cool seeing your home team, though. I've seen I've seen the Red Sox play in three other stadiums. So it's fun kind of going away and... Seeing them play. I've seen yeah. Bruins and whatever the Sens call their, their their arena right now a couple names ago. And it, yeah, it's a good time. We're more Bruins fans than Sens fans there, at least in the upper bowl. Yeah. Now, this is the thing I wonder. One, will Vegas like be what the, the league needs to put the cap higher next season? Or are they just recouping all of their franchise costs right now? <laughs> um, I think the big thing to make the cap keep climbing, it, it hinges entirely on the Canadian dollar because the Habs and the Leafs account for such a huge portion of the league's revenue going into that mm-hmm. average. So, you know, yeah, we need the Canadian dollar to get better what it needs. Without the U.S. economy uh, tanking to go with it, which is usually how that actually works. So... I think with Vegas, probably the first two years, they'll probably be, depending on sales and things like that, they'll probably try to be recouping everything that they paid for fees to get in the league and things like that. I mean, I know, it's going to take longer than two years for them to make up a, make up a half billion. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, like, obviously, it's like, you know, you don't just say, hey, $2,500 glass seats just because. <laughs> I mean... Like obviously they're expecting to money. sell. They're expecting to be able to sell them for that. Obviously, I know. I know when a, a bunch of like a uh, football league started up, like that failed. A lot of them didn't succeed because they tried to go alongside with the NFL, and they didn't put into their into their business plan that generally the first five years of the entire league is spent trying to basically break even. After you hit that five year mark, you should be able to start turning a profit, and that's for an entire league. So I just wanted to tell you how expensive they. Just I know, actually, go, uh, the other thing, though, is I bet it's because it's the Bruins they're visiting. No, I don't think it's the, I don't think it's that. I bet if you were looking at Columbus ticket, at Columbus at Vegas, it would not have been 2500 No, 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 no. They <laughs> very explicitly said that in their little glossy manual that tickets were going to be that expensive. I just, I was sitting there and I was looking at, well, not the actual thing. I was looking at the thing online. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. And then I go and, and it's like tickets are just as expensive as they said they were going to be. <laughs> okay. I thought it was a pipe dream. I thought you guys aren't going to make that. You're not going to. No. You know how it is when you order tickets online for something. It's like the bots get in. They, they, they buy all these things, whether it's like, you know, an ace ticket kind of thing or whatever. So. I remember hearing the horror stories for the, um, uh, the Tragically Hips Farewell concert from friends of mine in Toronto. It's not easy because the bots bought everything instantly. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really not fair to to people at all, and they're just like, well, don't go to scalpers, but you're basically going to legalize scalpers. So whatever, and that's basically what we ended up doing. So right now, I'm in that that pattern where it's like I have to wait for these people to get their tickets in hand and send them, and I'm just like a little bit worried. That's all, just a little bit, because they're like, oh, it'll ship by the time that you actually fly out here. I'm like, uh huh, sure. Doing that is crazy, though. I When I worked for the ticket broker, I would actually have to go in and, like, sit into those ticket online stuff for hours to snatch up tickets. Because we'd have, like, 70 emails. Each email has a few prepaid deb- Visa cards that tied to it. And then you just go above and buy as many tickets as you can. Oh, my God. Gross. Well... It's just how it is these days. But anyway, I thought that you would be entertained by that somehow. Yeah, it's... I, I bet you um, you can get tickets here to see the, the Golden Knights play for much cheaper. So do that if you want to. That's the lesson. But I, I we're on this, like, 31 arena thing, so it'll be fun. I guess we should just dive into the Brian Spooner pool. Yep. He's just hard wear helmet. He's so. going to be in his full LARP gear, and he's going to be DJing on the side. Yeah. So, 
not oh, nearly a month ago now, I guess, because it's the August 20th, and this happened on July 26th, I guess, because it was the morning of the day of his arbitration hearing, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, we, uh, they dodged arbitration, and he re-signed for one year at um, uh, $2,825,000. Um, so we said, again, an arbitration-eligible RFA next summer. Honestly, this deal, there's nothing to complain about here. It is a good, good dollar amount for what Ryan Spooner brings to the table, regardless of what you think of him as a player. No, it's it's a good deal. And I think everyone here is on the record on the show here of not expecting Ryan Spooner to be a, a Bruin past this season, or even possibly all the way through it. I'm taking bets, I say, halfway through the season. I, I would say even trade deadline, but I, I'm, I'm thinking sooner. I'm thinking... Um, first, first or second week of January, exactly. But when trades start heat up after Christmas, it's yep. sort of when things start. Basically, the last few years, there's been nothing before uh, until at least Christmas, right? Yep. And how long he stays is going to hinge entirely on how the left shot, the left de- the defense looks, because that's his fate. It's becoming, uh, it, it is turning, it is being traded for a uh, third pairing lefty. Man, I wish in some ways that we could just wave a magic wand and make him a lefty. But uh, I feel I'd like to point out that one of the team's problems with him is his defense as a his defense as a center. Uh, yes, yes, I was going to say I in waving that magic wand, he would have to be way better at defense. But at which point, I'm not entirely sure the team would want him to not to be third line center anymore. So see. <laughs> Brian, Brian, can I just talk to you for just a minute? You've got to be more defensively responsible. You know, you see, Patrice, you want to be that. Just just do that, okay? Just do that. Okay, I'm done. And I, like the, I acknowledge that that might be a bit of an, a steep ask. Like, you know, in theory, as third-line center, he could just be get favorable deployment and do Ryan Spooner things. But that worked in the past because he had good defensively responsible wingers. This year, he is in all likelihood going to have either a pair of rookies or one rookie and Matt Bolesky. But it won't be Jimmy Hayes. It will not be Jimmy Hayes because Jimmy Hayes is, uh, wherever it is, Jimmy Hayes' go after you buy them out. Poor Jimmy Hayes. Jimmy Hayes. Gearing up to be on Team USA at the Olympics, probably. You know, I saw Jimmy (laughs) Hayes at the, um... At the Foxborough League, and uh, the three of us were together. We're sitting there, like, who's that wearing Hanes? Hanes uh, or Heinz or whatever the, the jersey said. I'm like, that's Jimmy Hayes. They're like, no, it isn't. I said, his face. It is totally his face, and he's wearing the Bruins helmet still and the Bruins pants. It's totally Jimmy Hayes. You know, they're, and they're like, oh, yeah. We were above. We could see kind of below. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I don't know if I told you, we saw Brian Furlan. Brian Furlan was there that night. Oh, I'm so happy team. to hear that. He was wearing Oilers gear. That was that was the first mystery face of the night because the you know uh, Smith, Chuck, and and Phony and I were sitting there and and they're like, "Who's that?" And I looked. And I'm like, oh, "It's Brian Furlan." I've gone for years, never seen Brian Furlan. Always on the roster, always recovering from something. You know. So Brian Furlan is uh, is going to make a play to get back into hockey, and he's now with the Oilers. And it was totally him because he's six foot three and he has eyebrows. I'm so happy for it. Brian Furlan deserves better than the world's did than the world's given him the last few years. Fact. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was the report from that night. That was a, uh, I guess like three weeks ago or something. Mm. All right. So we've established that Ryan Spooner is back on a pretty good deal. He's got to get a little bit better. Anybody else taking bets on when he may not make it? Or is he going to make it to the end of the uh, season, Anthony or Tim? He's going to make it to the end of the season. And then re-sign. <laughs> wow. Taking the, long, taking the long odds, are you, friend? Yeah. <laughs> because I've been wrong every step of the way, so I might as well be wrong again. I, I'm, 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 I'm okay with the... I'm, I half expect the end of the season. Just in the event that Kevin Miller playing third line, pairing left deep works he seems to be decent at that spot even though it's his offhand but no fucking way he gets re-signed no fucking scenario oh boy what i thought going into the end of the season then what i thought at the uh draft and then free agent frenzy and then (laughs) here we are you see i didn't really think it just because i didn't really think the team wanted to go in with jfk having only played one nhl game as their third line c (laughs) it would have been stupid to do so (laughs) all right well i'm definitely calling the first week of january that's Second week in January, then, because we I can't bet the same. I'm saying right before Christmas. Oh, you're calling right before the uh, the free the roster freeze, huh? Yep. Oh Old my Tim. goodness! 
that's mean. <laughs> I mean, it'll be a Merry Christmas for us. It could be worse. It could be, you know, Ron Wilson getting fired by Brian Burke, like, on Christmas Day or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. So, really, all that Spooner wants for Christmas is a brand new team, huh? Yeah. Poor guy. He's already got okay. his two front teeth, and I just needs a team. He's a hockey player. Those are those days on those teeth are numbered. <laughs> <laughs> Borrowed time already, my friend. <laughs> no, I think what he means that he just has two front teeth in like his drawer at home to replace the ones. <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right. Good. I'm glad we've got this prop bet thing. We'll have to ask Nick separately what he thinks about that. I bet you he's going to say he's going to make it through the end of the season, but they won't qualify him or no, or they'll try to trade him before the draft no, or something. There's no scenario they won't qualify him. Yeah, but. they'll <laughs> qualify him, damn it. But, you know, yeah, he has more value than Joe Morrow. <laughs> oh, Joe Morrow. He just got cloated again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, every once in a while I forget that Claude went on to Montreal because in my way of thinking, Claude just disappeared. Like, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Well, I mean, like he disappeared, like a, like a, a ray of light came down and just took him up. He returned to his sky. home planet? Yes, <laughs> yes, except that it's not the Habs. I didn't think about that. I, and then every once in a while someone will re- remind me and I'm just like... Oh, poor Claude. And then I remember all the players, the young players that he's going to hate. <laughs> okay, though they don't have a front, they don't have a first line center, and that's going to, and then that's going to give give Claude a fucking aneurysm by like November. <laughs> they have they, they have the, the tattered remains of ton, uh, uh, of turtlenecks. Um, they have Alex Galchenyuk, which clearly no one in the Habs actually thinks is a center. And then something called a Philip Deno. Fuck him, Deno. And then, like, Andrew Shaw spits on the floor. Uh, oh, my God. Wait a minute. I have to just say something. Someone actually married him. Oh, wow. Oh. I saw the pictures. On, Gross. Like, I, I saw the pictures. I did. I, I showed a lot of restraint not saying anything. How can until you now. conscience do that? Ew. Gross. Yeah. I, I just, no. No redeemable qualities. Sorry. I'm sure he, no. I don't even want to think that he likes puppies and stuff. Oh no, we already know he's both a dirty player and a pe- and an actual piece of shit. Okay. Alright. So Good. you know. No, no. <laughs> yeah, Put that away, yeah. Anthony. Gross. What's that? She's a lovely it's a family show, Anthony. <laughs> oh, you did pull up the picture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Poor girl. Poor girl. She made her choice. Yes. She chose, she chose wrong poorly. <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah, that that Habs uh team, they're really I I love them so much. I hope they fail completely all the time like i feel a little bad for claude but no not really claude claude just disappeared <laughs> oh he was replaced with a double it's not him claude bot <laughs> <laughs> this is how we can cope with it the claude cylon yeah everyone's well, you, you can see the red uh, the <laughs> <laughs> What was that? Battle Clode Clode Actica? Battle Clode Galactica. <laughs> There's your episode title right there. <laughs> yeah, but people are going to think that we're just talking about that for like an hour. <laughs> it's even better that way. <laughs> that just makes me miss Scrubs because there's that episode where there's a patient who thinks that he has some like disorder where he thinks everyone in his life has been like switched with a double, like some type of alien double, so he doesn't like tell the truth and what medicines he's taken and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just this big thing. And it just makes me miss it so much. Damn I, Netflix loving it. Well, it is on Comedy Central Monday through Friday, seven to ten, which is like, no, why? Why are you doing that? I'm not getting up at six thirty to get ready for seven to watch that. You shit. And they're they're playing the um the season that that is not real. Ah, it's even worse. The only redeemable quality of that season is that we find out that Denise, you know, happy, warm, fun-loving Denise. None of those are true adjectives. She's a Bruins fan because she has a Bruins jersey in her room that she puts on like once. She does. Now, it, it's remind me, is this, is this the Courtney Cox season or the one after that that was really weird? 
<laughs> this is the season where Zach Braff only makes um, some appearances, and they switch. Okay, so this is this is the one after the Courtney Cox season. Okay, okay. <laughs> I thought Courtney Cox was like the seventh season, and then the eighth season was the the rounds of goodbye, and then the ninth season was whatever. But what it doesn't matter. I already told you the most important part of that season. That's all you need to know. And I think it's like three episodes in. Then you don't need to watch that because it's not real. Just like Claude in Montreal is not real. <laughs> it's true <laughs> the good news is is Claude in Montreal not being real is means that Joe Morrow might do something besides feed Marc Bergeron um, poutine nachos it's in poutine Montreal nachos. now so it's poutine duty <laughs> poutine nachos poutine nachos nachos poutine some combination of that yes we'll make it happen now I'm just picturing tortilla chips with poutine on them and that's not at all how that would work it would be nacho toppings on what is already poutine because that's how thing the poutine becomes poutine plus it starts off poutine other things on top mm, that that checks out <laughs> but it's not what i pictured but then you put the tortilla chips on top because <laughs> exactly <laughs> you have poutine and then you have a bed of nachos and then you put nacho stuff on top of that so it's just like a double-decker poutine. So really, the poutine and the nachos aren't actually interacting because the chips are preventing this. Um, it's the double-decker poutine nacho. And then we'll make it into a cake. <laughs> <laughs> Can we throw some chili on there, too? Might as well. Would you rather that it be a pie? <laughs> I suppose it depends on what type of cake or what type of pie. It's a poutine oh. Frito pie. Well, this all escalated quickly. Uh, okay so um speaking of things that don't exist or or have been replaced with other things and uh our alternate sci-fi uh hockey universe um why hasn't the time traveling dick wizard been signed yet and is he really gonna just go play off and check and check republic you know what he's just you know jumping through time um uh, writing what's wrong and hoping the next jumps to jump home no! No, 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 no. He's not, <laughs> he's not Quantum Leap. That guy's Quantum Leap. What, what was his name? Doctor something or other. Sam he's Beckett. Not, Sam Beckett. He's not Sam Beckett. <laughs> do not confuse. Do, do not. No. Don't do that. Don't combine the streams. Let's just. No. You messed with time travel. You have no idea what might happen, though. But as the time-traveling dick wizard, couldn't one of his things just be Sam Beckett? Sam Beckett leaked into someone else's body? I, I, Doggerception? <laughs> Alright, I, I told you last week about a book that I read where it's, uh, there was one character who actually was three different people in different parts of the same timeline. And it was just, it took a while for that to unfold. And he was not a time-traveling dick wizard, he was a time-traveling rape wizard. It was kind of disgusting. But I was interested in the idea of of going back and retro engineering your timeline. That was an interesting concept. But anyway, yes. Let's just talk about the time-traveling dick wizard, Yarmir Yager, who's threatening to go play for Kladno because the owner and the president are, like, really awesome. Yeah, here he um, also travels through time with his dick. That makes it sound so much worse. (laughs) How does that work? (laughs) Does he have like a little hatch that he opens up and and punches in numbers? And then. Uh, I'm assuming he just like hip thrust and says a year and then poof. (laughs) (laughs) See, I thought he just put a little hat on it and the hat was the actual thing that made him travel through time. Uh, Some sort of time condom? Uh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought. Point us away! <laughs> I, I thought you had to to rub it like it was a, a magic lamp. <laughs> <laughs> so does he like like uh, like ejaculate a time portal and then jump through it? Is that how that works? <laughs> that sounds sticky. <laughs> Nobody said the time travel wasn't messy. <laughs> I liked it much better when it wasn't messy. Thank you. <laughs> 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 
us to kind of investigate and speculate as to how this works. <laughs> because if he's going back in time to create all of the, the best players in the NHL, uh, we have to figure out the methodology. <sighs> <laughs> Okay, I think I I get the giggles out a little bit. Okay, so is it too much money? Is it that he's forty five years old, or is it that people they just want to skew younger? Is that what is I, it? I think that's the thing. People, there's just been talking that he's not very fast. But here's the thing: is you know how many teams could use a three million dollar forty points second or third line right wing? I know most of them. Most of them. And you know what? Okay, if I was, oh, he's 45, maybe he won't score 40. Okay, fine. Yes, maybe suddenly top father time will catch up with him. But given that we're talking about the Dick Wizard, I suspect not. Because yeah, he's he immortal. Just, <laughs> father time can't even find him. He is he, father time. He, he can just go back in, in time and pull out a younger version of himself and re-inhabit that body and then... See, see, Yager doesn't pull out. That's why this, that's how this works. Well, no. <laughs> I don't mean like that kind of pull out. I mean just like kind of pluck him from the the the, the timeline and then re inhabit his body and then go forward. Maybe he does pull out and it's just the method is just very unsound. Well, I mean you can't argue with results though. So mm. okay. So anyway, time traveling disc wizard Yarmir Yager. Teams, think about how many jerseys you'll sell if the time traveling dick wizard is on your team. There's got to be at least twelve now. At least twelve. I really just, I, I wish he would pop up in Vegas. That would just be hilarious to me. Be their captain. Yep. We did establish during last week's demonic episode that uh, he has been a captain a couple of times before. So. Yes. Yes. So make him your captain. Do it, Vegas. I wish it would say. <gasps> oh my God. Now it makes sense why Yarmir Yager is his favorite player. Whoa. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I just had that revelation. Whew. Yeah. Make him your captain. You'll sell at least 12 jerseys, probably more, and he'll be entertaining and he can start a new race of time traveling dick wizard children out in the desert. There will be more hockey players from Vegas than just Derek Engeland and Jason Zucker. Zucker. Someone sign fucking Yager. Come on. Yes, yes. Well, you know, we could sign Yager, but we have a little bit of a um, tie-up right now with a contract. No free agents are being signed. So do we want to talk about the uh, David Pasternak contract? What contract? Yeah, exactly. There is no contract. Uh, this week, news came out that the Bruins had offered six years at $6 million, which sounds like something they probably offered months ago. But did, they were reporting in the Herald that it's like, this is the current deal. And it would be a, a really stupid deal to offer him, to be honest. He's worth more than six now, and six years is a really terrible... T- it's on the short list of bad terms to give him. Right. And the other thing that we thought was interfering with his deal was the Leon Dreitzeidel contract over in uh, in Edmonton, which turns out to be 8.5 for, what was it, eight, eight years? Yep. Um, so 8.5 for max term. It's a bit. It's a bit of an overpay. Like not a huge one. It's a bit much right now. Um, and I don't really see the posture not contract hitting eight five. What? Can I just, what are you I just. I just want to say something. Shirelli found a way to screw himself again. He did. But he also may have found a way to screw us again. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. But I'm just saying, like right now, he can afford it. Next season, that contract, along with all those other contracts. Oh, he's gonna sign so many people. He's gonna sign like eleven people, and he's only gonna have like I don't know. It's not a lot. He's only gonna have about fourteen million to sign eleven people. And they do not have the pipeline to to do the thing, really. It is um, so delicious. Oh, I love it. <laughs> He's going to have to do something with Luch. That contract is like, oh. Who the fuck is going to take that, that off his hands? Unless Benning, unless Benning remembers that he's Jim Benning and stops doing smart things like he did at the deadline this year. And who's going to take on Lucic without retaining, without them retaining salary? I I just, it it's like they're screwed right now. He'll find a way out of it, but oh, it's going like, to be painful. Oh, and like, like Patrick Maroon is going to be expensive as fuck to, res- to, to resign because apparently he's just, you know, regurgitating points playing next to McDavid. He's basically turning into the new Chris Kunitz, but, you know, maybe he knows that and he'll sign for Kunitz-like numbers, but I wouldn't bet on it. (laughs) So that deal is fine for them right now, but it did kind of screw, well, it may have screwed us a little bit because obviously there are some people, and I am among them, who think thinks that uh, Pasternak was waiting for that deal to drop. Yeah, and it did this week. Any any chance of the Bruins getting him under seven million went out the out the door with that? 
I still think and hope they settle for comparable to the Tarashenko contract. So that's uh, 7.5 a year for eight years. Pretty good comparable in terms of scoring rates. Yeah, um, it turns out this week, Sweeney and Pasta's agent, J.P. Berry, is that his name? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they both said they wanted long term. So I was like, okay, that's great. So it looks like they're both trying to go for eight years. So I don't know. Is 7.5, is is that going to do it, do you think? It's, I think 7.5, maybe 8. I don't think he did. I don't think eight and a half happens um, because I think everyone is because dry sidle is still an overpay. Um, I don't know, but if it did ha- end up having to be eight five, we can handle that. Here's the thing about it: something I that, that I'm, uh, I don't remember whether I was reading Kalman, um, Bean, or, uh, or or or, or Ty this week. One of them, possibly all three, basically made the point that because Bergeron and Marchand's contracts are so good. Right, two of them total to thirteen million. Um, if we're paying, if we end up paying Pasternak in eight, that's a uh, twenty-one million for a top li- for one of the best top lines in the league. By comparison, that's exactly what uh, say the Blackhawks are paying for the uh, for, for, for for Kane and Taves. That is what the Oilers are going to be paying starting next season for McDavid. for McDavid and then Drysaddle. So that's three players for the price of any other two one-two punch, basically. Right. Um. Basically, an inter- t- internal team cap is stupid. Just because Bergeron and Marchand have these great team-friendly contracts doesn't mean that Pasternak has any any obligation to do so. Because he's 21, and whatever he signs for, it's going to sign him right through his prime. Frankly, he signs for eight million, he becomes a free agent at 29. He will cash the fuck in, whether it's here or elsewhere, at that point too. Right. So give this good, sweet check boy his money. Tom Sweeney. Signed. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, too, about paying him, it's a chance to lock someone up before they hit their prime rather than after. You're paying for future years, that future, which which you don't do a lot. You don't get the chance to do a lot because usually you're paying for what a player's done in the past. And they've bun- they've really... I know it was different management at the time, but they've really kind of screwed up a little bit in terms of young scorers. So hopefully this is the one they can actually... That's just it. He's a 70-point scorer. At at the season, he was 20. You pay, yes, that is an an $8 million player. And you know, here's the thing about that. If he's 70 points at 20, even scorers are still in their... Don't hit their prime until about 24, it seems to be the consensus among the stats community. So he's got like three more years before he even peaks. And, you know... And, and so forth. So he will be worth that money probably for the entire duration of that contract because, again, he'd only be 29 when it ended. Pay the boy. I would I would say seven and a half would be great. I think I think he should take that as well, though, too, because like you said, he still is going to have another shot, another huge contract at the end of it. Yeah. He's, he's set up nicely for that. And this is a tricky one, too, because if the Bruins want to win while he's on it, we do have a lot of larger contracts for older players for the next four seasons or so. And so they need breathing room to be able to fill around the gaps. Um, yes, previous mistakes shouldn't influence how much Pasternak gets paid, but at the same time, he wants to win. Now, and here's the other thing, too. People will talk about the impact of the Pasternak contract if he makes all that money on the cap. The truth of the matter is, is it's not that bad. So next offseason, we have four pending UFAs and two RFAs. The UFAs are Nash, Schaller, Chara, Postma, oh, Postma, and sorry, five, five UFAs and and uh, Dobby. So you know, if Chara wants to keep playing, we'll resign him. But he's not going to cost more than the four million he's paying now because he'll be forty-one. Mm-hmm. Um, of those others, the only the only one that's useful enough at that point to really make a point of resigning is Riley Nash, and I can't see him costing more than the nine hundred he costs he costs now because his scoring. While he was good for us last year, his scoring has fallen from the floor since he left Carolina because he's playing way down the lineup. <laughs> He's one of the better players in Carolina <laughs> on a bad team. They were putting him way the fuck above his ability levels, and as a result, he scored some, so made some points, yeah. So beyond that, the two RFAs are Ryan Spooner, who we in this podcast all agree will not be on the team next year, except Anthony, apparently. Well, um, we don't know what Nick said yet, so... Yes, and Tim Sh- and um, uh, Frank Vetrano, who right now, unless he finally does the breakout that he always seems on the verge of and keeps not happening, which I'm not ruling out, I still believe. Again, you know... He was supposed to do it last year, and then he started off with that injury, and that fucked everything. Again, Vitrano would not be much to re-up in next year. So that's a that salary opening not needing to be filled next year, probably. So next year, it doesn't cause a problem. 
year after it gets diceier because that's when McAvoy, Carlo, and JFK are all going to be up finish their, their their ELCs. But point being is by then that's two more years. Cap will go up some, maybe not a lot. It'll go up some. So paying Pasternak eight million eight point five isn't even going to fuck the cap up that much. Right. Because I'll also point out the year that McAvoy and Carlo are up, the McQuaid contract will have ended. Um, and then one year after that, the Bolesky contracts, and we start shedding some of the bad contracts, some of the less great contracts then. And then, of course, you know, one year after the Bolesky contracts up is when the Bacchus and Krejci and, incidentally, Rask contracts, that's an enormous amount of money that comes off in 2020, after uh, 2020, but... And, or in 2021, rather. So. And when does the CBA end? Somewhere around there. There's an opt-out year soon. I'm not sure when exactly off the top of my head. Yeah, um, I wanted to say it was 2020-21. Yeah, and if it gets extended, it's good to 2023, I think. But there's no fucking way the... I've read things that have suggested that we're likely to see a, a strike at that point, not a lockout even, which would be fucked it would be mm. a poor choice on the part of the team of the player uh, of the players at least with the lockout they can come across as the sympathetic ones can we just not do a lockout or strike or anything like that for the first time okay this well, is the NHL. Case, anthony if you want to make this so you got to go and like you know like in a couple years lock jeremy jacobs in a safe <laughs> that's fine i'll go to just, prison just nail it. that coffin he sleeps in during the day shut silver yes. nails Hey, now, I think that we should not discriminate against vampires. Do you really think that that Jeremy Jacobs isn't a vampire? I've never seen him in the daylight. Well, I'm just (laughs) saying I don't want to alienate our vampire audience. I'm not advocating all vampires be nailed into their coffins. I think vampires Just are great Jeremy people. Jacobs. Jeremy Jacobs <laughs> deserves to be because he's Jeremy Jacobs, not because he's a vampire. All right, I'm just looking out for our vampire listeners. Understandable. Okay. Vampires, Vamp- I do love you. Vampire lives matter. We understand. Yes. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. People are going to hear this and they're going to be like, well, you're making fun of all the other groups. Shut up. No, no. This is just humor. We're not making fun of anybody else. We're just. Well, we're making fun of Jeremy dorks. Jacobs. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say something and it, it, this could be very mean spirited, but I'll say this now. And if it's too mean spirited, I'll just edit it out. He could always die before then. <laughs> This is true. The last of those really of those guys that have been the owners since the seventies have all kicked in the last two years. You know, Ed Snyder and um, uh, and Mike Illich. His generation's on their way out. Yeah, and they were more beloved because they did better things. Ed Snyder was kind of a douche too, because he owned Comcast. Uh, okay, well, and Illich <laughs> owned like every team in Detroit. But Illich it's also bad pizza. But he paid for Rosa Parks' uh, apartment in her final years when she really? lived in Detroit. Yes. There's wow, I did not know that. Yeah, that um, makes up for that bad toupee for the last ten years of his life. She was living in an area of town that was uh, pretty hostile to her, and, and what he felt that he should do was to help her out by. Get, I think he helped her move to a better apartment, and he paid for the apartment because he felt like it was the least he could do. I could coach. have the facts a little bit wrong here, but he did something good for Rosa Parks. Is your takeaway? So you can go read up on that. That's fine. And it is true. It's not just some made up story. So he was very, very beloved in town for good charitable reasons. His charity work was fantastic, basically. Jeremy Jacobs. Apparently there were certain commitments that weren't made, as we learned this summer. Yeah. And yeah, I was going to say I there's a follow up to that. They are paying 1.65 million dollars. Yep, just outright. Just skating away from 11 million with that settlement. Well, you know what? I'm not saying I have respect for him, but at least like paying something. Yeah. In in this case, instead of litigating to the point where it's like you they don't have any responsibility. Some people do. <coughs> Trouble. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm rather glad that Jeremy oh, sorry, excuse me, Jeremy Jacobs is one of the re- one of many reasons I'm very glad that the NHL doesn't hand the cup to the owner first like certain other sports I can name. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, no sport should do that. That's the most asinine thing I've ever heard of. But here we are. Thankfully, hockey doesn't do that because Jeremy Jacobs is a, you know, piece of shit. He'd be crushed under it anyway. I don't know. Most of the time, I don't really care about who gets the, the trophy first. Most of the time, I'm really upset about who's presenting the trophy, and I want to see how long they linger. Yeah, but um, like, like, why does the owner in some sports get given it first? They didn't win that fucking trophy. 
Well, they, did all, they hired the head coach who has more responsibility. Okay, maybe, yeah, I, maybe I, there is the element of I don't fully understand the, the dynamics in the sport that I keep referring to obliquely here. But um, <laughs> You want to talk about football? Let's talk about football, man. I can go all day talking about football. I've only been watching football for 37 years. I got this. But, like, I could wrap my head around them handing it to the coach or the or the general manager, depending on what sport you're talking about, but the fucking owner. You know what? It's just done in that way. It's a very owner-centric league, and they will fuck over their players just as much as any other sport will. But, you know, it's the good old, it's the good boys, uh, the good old boys club, or old boys club. There we go. I don't know. Good old boys. The, the good old boys club? Ah, there you go. <laughs> uh, baseball, sucks, hand, baseball hands it to the uh, GM That's slash better. manager first. And Still then... not ideal, but better. Again, NHL has a right in terms of handing it to players. Right, right. Well, they work a lot harder, but they also get nothing. Like, they get to split a pot of money. They don't get paid in the in the postseason, whereas in football, you, you're guaranteed a check every week that you play. It's not your game check, but it is a certain amount of money. So it used to be like, if you win, it's like 64 grand. If you lose, it's 32 grand. It might be slightly higher now, but that's how it was. So it's like every week that you play, you get paid. Whereas in the postseason for, for hockey, it's like, nope, you don't get paid extra. You're just playing for that cup. And you, there, is there is some pay, but it's super low and it's hinged entirely. I think it's only of you, and it's based on per series, and if you win the series. Right, right. <laughs> but it is based on a pot, and there's, like, all these, like, factors that determine yeah. what you get paid. So it's like, but let's just put it this way. Even the winners don't get paid the money they deserve uh, deserve for doing that. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. They don't. At least in football, it's like, you get paid a sizable check, even yep. if you in, lose. In, 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 in hockey, the owner doesn't get handed the cup because they're the ones that walked home with all that re- all that revenue. <laughs> right, right. So it's like, I think, you know what, we could we should really research this and go very in-depth about it. But I think we've gone about as far as we can go with it today. Yep. <laughs> um, Baseball gets a pool of money to split as well. Like, the Cubs got $27 million to split um, this past year when they won. And they they were in, they had like sixty six I think shares so everyone got a little over three hundred and sixty eight thousand that got a share. Hmm. There was something else Bruinsy that happened this week, and it's a little unfortunate. Dave Goucher. Dave Goucher is um leaving the radio play by play for the Bruins to become the television play-by-play for Vegas. And it's a sad day for the Bruins, but you know what? That's really fucking good for Dave Goucher. Go- Dave Goucher. Fucking A, buddy. Congratulations. Really good for the Knights. It, it, yeah. break, it breaks my heart because Dave Goucher has a great radio voice and he is one of the rare hockey people that I think can kind of explain what's going on the ice uh, as it's happening because hockey is a lot more fast-paced than other sports. Um, yeah, I would so- think being a radio play-by-play guy for hockey must be fucking difficult. It is, and he was really good at it. And he he was the play-by-play for the Bruins Radio Network for 17 seasons, maybe 18. I mean, since 2000, so it's that's a good long time. Yeah. And while I'm really happy for him, and I did tweet to him that I'm happy for him and sad for us, I'm really sad for us. Interestingly, someone else with the Bruins connections also now, also on their broadcast team. Sheriff Shane Natty. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> they freed him from Winnipeg is what they did. Yes. He was T- he was radio color on TSN radio for the Jets is what he was, I believe. Yes, he was. He also had done some work for the juniors, or was it the the worlds? Whatever it was this summer. Mm-hmm. I saw him doing some of that work. You know, it was the it was the worlds. It was that's what it was. Um so he was doing that as well. And I had pointed that out in an article this week. Uh or post this week that he was joining Dave Gosher in Las Vegas, you know? So I think the, the, uh, the NHL network stuff that he had been doing for the, you know, the, the worlds over the summer, I think that was kind of a ramp up to doing day to day stuff on TV. So good for him. Yay. So they, they haven't done the replacement for him yet, right? No, they haven't. No, no. And you know, there is a replacement ringside reporter now for, for Nesson. And it's, Uh, it's not, uh, it's not insert blonde reporter here this one this one's a brunette huh but it's not nayoko i know bring back fucking nayoko everybody loves nayoko everybody and if you don't love nayoko i will come to your house and make you love her wow that's really weird (laughs) very aggressive the process will be unpleasant no 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 i don't even know how we would do that i would just threaten you until you told me that you loved her and then i would just go away Mm -hmm. 
I will say we, for uh, the replacement on the radio, there's a guy here um, that did Pirates games, and he did a few uh, Providence Bruins games, Jeff Mannix. I hope he's in the running slash gets the job to replace good old Dave. Who does the hiring for that? Is that the team or is that the radio station? I believe it's the radio station. I keep seeing tweets having to, to have Reed De- uh, Duffy do it. That'd be pretty cool. Actually, that'd be pretty rad. You know, he's got yeah. a killer radio voice based on how, based on th- what if you're heard on Three Amigos. So, that and- speaking of Three Amigos. Kirk Lewicki had the official announcement of what his uh, new endeavor is, um, and he is uh, now the director of player personnel for the USHL Omaha Lancers. So um, uh, as a friend of the pod, uh, uh, those of us, well, I would say, good fucking job, Kirk. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Yeah, indeed. Congrats. And the blog, unfortunately, the Bruins blogiverse is uh, worse for your absence. But uh, the hockey world is gaining for it. So, all right. So, just tell me this: What is the USHL? It is the US, the American equivalent to um, CHL. So, it is the same. Essentially, it is technically junior A, junior A. So, it's not versus major junior. Okay. So that means the players aren't compensated, which means they're still eligible for for NCAA. Okay. But it is an under it is an under twenty advanced junior league. Yeah. Okay. Much like like the Q or the OHL or WHL in that regard. Okay. I was just curious. I because I hear it and then I always forget to look it up and then I hear it again and then I thought I'd just ask you because I'm gonna forget to look it up again. Well, there you go. <laughs> Knowledge. <laughs> You don't mind if I just call you whenever I'm thinking about something and I just can't remember to look it up. I mean, Jeff, do you know the recipe for avocado toast? You see, I always thought avocado toast was literally just toast with avocado on it, but I feel like I'm wrong. No, no, it's exactly that. It's just really dumb. There, there isn't. There's not. There's not other. So there's not other constituents. No. It, it, Why on earth is it like expensive? Some places it's a fucking avocado on bread. Like I can do that for like like a buck. <laughs> I, I, I I don't know. Um, Why do millennials love it so much? Avocado is nasty. False. False. I love avocado. (laughs) Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's try that again. Avocado is nasty. Yes. False. False. I hate avocado. There's nothing I want less smash on on toast. That's a food item. I was going to say, I come up with some things you probably want less, but... Now that stipulation makes it harder. Yeah, no, I just think that it's like, it's slimy and green and... (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> it's like mushroom. Oh my god! Slimy oh and it's a it's a meaty texture. No, it's not. No, it's a rubbery texture. Yeah, it's awful. I like yeah. mushrooms as long as they're yeah. cooked on something. If they're negative, like raw. I don't like them. They taste dirty and gross, and they're just the mouthfeel is awful. No, 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 no. Mushrooms add great flavor to sauces, but they must be diced, chopped, and then put through a blender before they can go into sauces. If I wanted to eat dirt, I'd just go out and fucking eat dirt. I mean, we could do that. We're also going to give Jeff a stroke. Y'all are having your Ty Anderson moment here. This is not cool. No, this no, is no, not this a Ty is, Anderson this moment. Is, this is not lukewarm to cold takes, okay? Because yeah. ice cream is fucking delicious. He doesn't like ice cream? Or vanilla ice cream. He only likes vanilla. No, he doesn't like vanilla ice cream. Or any of its flavorings. I'm yeah, pretty Ty's sure still not as bad as... A, he, may, he may aspire to be Travis Yost, but he's not as bad. Because Travis Yost said you shouldn't serve beer at a barbecue. This is Travis, Travis Yost is a crazy person. Although Ty does agree with him that steak should be cooked well done. No! False! False. Alright, guys. I don't even want to get into the steak thing with you guys. Okay? Are you well no, no, done steak? I, no. I, I, but I can't have it really red. Because I'm not going to eat it. That's fair. Like I Yeah, I can, I can respect it. medium. I saw what I want, but I can respect it. Well done, not so much. See, I like it I would eat it medium. Medium I, I tend to prefer the steak to be at least mildly afraid of the knife. Um Avocado toast. The the price of avocado toast is brunch. The the pure idea of it is that people want to go out to brunch and when you the minute you put that B and R on with the unch of lunch, you jack up the prices for everything everything and i love brunch i love going out for brunch it's fun but it's also like you know 40 dollars. <laughs> so it's like uh and that's not even with avocado shows because i've established that i do not like avocado do we have anything else to talk about that's hockey related <laughs> it's zane mcintyre's birthday today oh happy birthday zano zane in the membrane I do have one hockey thing. It has nothing to do with the Bruins, but the main hockey team coming, ECHL, we have their names to pick from to vote for on, I think it's PortlandMainHockey.com, and there's a list of kind of interesting um, choices, I guess we could say. One of them is the Mariners, which 
obviously pays homage to the main Mariners that they had um, before the Pirates came, which I could see a lot of people picking just for the uh, nostalgia there. Um, they also have the Watchmen, which I could kind of see that as well, um, kind of dealing with the Watchmen um, at lighthouses and such like that. Then we have the Lumberjacks, which I really hope doesn't win just because it's the Lumberjacks. And Portland is on the coast. It's not Lumberjacks. And then we have uh, the Puffins, which I think is actually going to end up winning just because... It's pretty classic. Puffins are rad. And it's a pretty classic style for a a minor league team name. And I think the jerseys will be fun. They will be fun. And I guess calm... The people that own the Flyers, Comcast, whatever, owns uh, this ECHL team. And one of their executives um, bought the web domain to PortlandPuffins.com. Don't read into that too much, though. Remember how many different domain names the the Vegas um, uh, people bought up before they actually announced their name? Like, all of them. Yeah, and it's relatively cheap to do it, so... And then finally, we have the Wild Blueberries, which... Which I want. Don't give me a crazy team name and not expect me to vote for it. So... Yeah, the internet will speak. Uh, that's what... Philip said about voting McBoatface. I like voting McBoatface. I know, I'm, I'm excited that it didn't actually get the name of the boat, it's just the, 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 the ROV. Should have been the actual ship, goddammit. Should have been the actual ship, and their logic was stupid. Oh, if they died in a tragedy, then... Calling it Bodie McBoatface is a slap in the face to the. Was that actually the reason they gave? Yes. That is and the that's why they thing named I've it Attenborough. <laughs> All right, so you have the choice of the Mariners, the Watchmen, the Lumberjacks, Ew. the Puffins, or the Wild Blueberries. I myself like the Puffins. It's probably classic. If they picked the Lumberjacks, you'd have to have Jeff as their mascot. The Watchmen, I really wish it were a watch, a giant watch that would just come out and dance. <laughs> <laughs> throws t-shirts at people. <laughs> it's watching the watch. <laughs> watching the watch face. <laughs> Are you okay, Jeff? <laughs> yep, I'm going to make it. <laughs> Was that about the watch face thing or the fact that you'd have to be the... <laughs> Watch face. <laughs> Man, I think that's going to be my next job. I'm just going to go be. <laughs> I would hope that when a fight breaks out, they're like, guess what time it is? <laughs> Not on my watch. It CCHL, too. They do nothing but fight in that It's week. true. Pun <laughs> monarchs are awful. <laughs> Bring the cue to Manch Vegas. That's hey. a good point, though. Why wasn't the Maniacs one of the choices? I honestly don't know. That would have been nice because Maniac that logo was classic. I love it. Was an, it was an awful name, but great at the same time. The Lewiston Maniacs. Is it probably because it pays homage to Lewiston, which is it's just awful. Yeah, Lewiston. Yeah, well, the yeah. Dirty Lou. Yeah, you don't want to do anything with that. Worcester's getting a team this year. Their billboards have been all around town all season or all spring and summer. Now, the latest one has a Game of Thrones motif. Of course it does. <laughs> do they have a name yet? Or Of course they do. They've had a name for a while. They're the Railers. The Railers. I don't yeah. know. Why? Because I think it's a railroad thing, but it could be something else. I don't know. Nobody asked us. They just came up with the name, and then that was it. Well, I'm really pissed that you weren't involved in the naming process now. Because <laughs> I would have named something really great, like Watchy McWatchface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm really sad, too. Actually, I probably would have called them <laughs> the Worcester Mezcal Tacos are across the street. <laughs> Brought to you by Miss Call Tacos. <laughs> well, I mean, just Miss Call. <laughs> That's all I can think of is the tacos. I love tacos so much. I just do so much. I'm really hungry. I'm sorry. I haven't okay. had, I had lunch. I had I'm fish tacos good. yesterday. Nice. See, see, yeah. I um, I did not, but now I want tacos. I really want a steak. They, they had, had avocado dressing on them. Too. Chimichurri sauce. 
really good. It's hard to make, though. Well, not that hard. It's a lot of chopping. All right. Do we have anything else? F1's back next week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yay. 45 well, days till the season starts. Yay. Only a month and a half till hockey. Right. Uh, but I bet we're all waiting for Bruins preseason. That should be so much fun. I wish they would do a game. When they did the black and gold game where they just had two squads of Bruins players playing against each other. That was fun. I did that once. It was great. A lot of fun. Uh, down at the dunk or the Providence Civic Center, as I always call it, because that's what it is. Oh, yes. Nick was here. We did fun things. He likes Providence. That's lost from last week. Poor Nick. He had lots and lots of bagels the whole time. He was time. very, very, very drunk on Saturday, and it was amazing. Oh, he had French toast bagel, too. Yes, yep. he did have a French toast bagel. Because it was and so we talked funny. about French yeah. toasting everything. Everything. Yeah, I think there are some things that you shouldn't French toast. Your I fingers. made him get biscuits and gravy at Annie's on Sunday morning. You served a southerner biscuits and gravy in the north. Yeah. Think about what I think about that just just for a moment. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. What are you trying to prove? Nothing. <laughs> then it was delicious. Well, later that day we we gave him the short rib poutine and the Dell shandy on tap, which I'm glad we did because Dell's was fucking closed when we were planning to go down for Monday. So Both Dell's. And- I thought it was not, not Dells. Some... I'm sorry, Narragansett, the brewery. Yeah, that was that was how I remembered it. Okay, much more. Yeah. Yes, yes. You didn't blank out during that part, just the other part. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I think we covered everything from last week. Hopefully, this episode recorded without incident, right? Hopefully, we'll see. Yeah, hopefully, no Satan. Did you just say hail Satan? I said no Satan. Oh, okay. We we, we hopefully did not summon the beast this week. Tim, take us out. Word!